those of you who got an invite, welcome to Nerd Prime. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all Nerds International. With the hyphen. Listeners out there, we want we want to introduce you to a new YouTube channel of a cracking gentleman. He's called the Stand Up Young Man. Stand Up Young Man in Society. A good example to all the kids out there. He's called the Bong Lord. <laughs> but it's, how's he say? I'm the Bong Lord. <laughs> and he's just he's a fucking crazy guy. He's a crazy dude. Yeah. So what was the first ever video? What's the first everyone remembers? It's like when John Kennedy was shot. <laughs> everyone remembers what the first Bong Lord video they saw was. Mine was um, the one where he smoked uh, weed through a sausage roll. And uh, mine was when he smoked weed through a trainer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> oh, dear. There was one, um, basically this guy, they're like 30 second videos, and he's just him smoking weed through various things. It's or disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And he never liked it himself. He's always got like a sort of, he's got like a... a got like a little f- lackey, isn't he? Yeah. Just, just, Would like, you like more weed, Mr. Oh, Bung Lord? I'm the liner lord. <laughs> yeah, he's an Australian guy. And <laughs> there's There was one that I saw uh, on Easter Day where he posted a video um, of him... They've made a bong out of an actual chocolate Easter egg, and he he, he um. I can say that. Yeah, he he liked. Well, his friend likes it. He smokes it, then he munches the Easter egg and drinks the water, and then his mate goes, "Classic bong lord." Classic bong lord. So that's not that's a normal, that's run of the mill stuff for bong lord. Yeah, that's just classic every day. bong lord. Yeah. I see him smoke a banana. Yeah, it's like he does it every day. Just classic bong lord. Classic bong lord. Um, so that's got bong lord. It's got nothing to do with RPGs, but everyone check out the bong lord. He's he's our new best friend. Yeah, he's still not replying to our emails. If yeah, actually, if anyone knows him, tell him to get in touch because we want to get him on the show. We reckon he plays RPGs. Yeah, because bong lord sounds like the name of a character, doesn't it? I was just about to say it's definitely some. Co- it could be a great enemy in a game. Couldn't Chaotic it? evil. I am the bong lord. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you you. That sounds like a good guy. That's true. Yeah. But anyway, we got a show to do, so that's. Enough yes. about the bong lord. Tell me about you, listeners. No, it doesn't make sense. Right, let's get on with it. Woo! Coming at you live from the subconscious of a succubus, it's me, Nick Lamley Lambslice. And me, Harrison Hunt, aka that kid on the bike. And we are the, the tabletop, tabletop twats. twats. Hey, that was hey, a good one. Uh, we've done it. We, sometimes we can do it. Sometimes. This is an RPG podcast all about tabletop RPGs. And today we've got a bloody show for you today, ladies and gentlemen, because we've got uh, what you've been slaying. We've got the main subject, which is going to be alignments this time. We're having a bit of a discussion. Ooh. We are capable of doing it. I think. <laughs> I think we can do it. It's been a while. We've got Song Fight, where we've had our uh, good friend James the Musician send in a song. And we have, of course, got Inside the Mind of the Masters, where we uh, have got unbridled access to the publishing companies, and we've done a little documentary about them. And uh, then we've got Electro Letters, followed by our world-famous outro. It is going to be so good... Um, you know, your pants might fall off. They might, and and that's independent of your trousers coming off. So yep. how the fuck that works, we don't even know. <laughs> but it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, without further fucking about, let's get on to what you've been slaying. Oi! 
Yeah. What you slaying? Boing. Here we are. It's what you've been slaying. It's like we moved room. <laughs> We're in the what you've been slaying room. Yep. It's a different. It's a different kettle of room. Um. So, first up, let's talk about. Let's talk about. Actually, oh, let's go in reverse order because I've written it on this list. But the listeners don't need to know, do they, Nick? No, we, well, we mix it, we turn it on his head. Yeah, exactly. I'm Why just not? trying to confuse you. Okay. Uh, Death Trap Dungeon. Oh, you, boy. You played that on holiday, didn't I you? I did. I played some Death Trap Dungeon. I played some Death, Death Trap Scat Dungeon. Death the, ja- the jazz, the jazz, the jazz version. Yeah, it's limited edition. Um, limited limited South. No, I'm joking. Uh, no, I played... Uh, Harrison bought me for my birthday last year. Uh, the absolute classic Death Trap Dungeon. Um, by Ian Livingstone, I believe. He, that's him. And um, so these are Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah, Choose Your Own Adventure books. Yeah, we all played them when we were kids. You we know. Did. Yeah. Don't try and deny it. I oh, know. I definitely did when I was a kid, and it was a blast, mate. It was. Uh, I was sitting sitting in the Turkish heat by the pool with an old book, <laughs> a pencil, and a couple of dice. Um, I bet the people opposite me thought I was mental, but I had a great time. If for the people who don't know what it is, um, wow. Okay, how do you explain? How do you explain it? Is it pre RPG? Or is it something that came out think around was, about the same time from the same hype? Well, that particular one would have been post-RPG, definitely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people uh, would have played them as a... As a, um, a as gateway a, drug to exactly. RPGs. Yeah, definitely. I certainly did. Mm. But this um, this particular one, what's the, the, what's the story of it? Well, basically, um, every year... Uh, so there's, a, there, there's this town called Fang, which is a great name, and... Um, the, uh, the the ruler of the town. I can't remember exactly what what his title was, but um, to you know make a big spectacle of his town and draw more people. And he decided to create this evil dungeon. And every year he has champions from far and far and wide to come and they test their test their skills against the uh, against the, the dungeon, the death trap dungeon. Um, no one's ever come out. <laughs> so uh, and so of course people keep going in. They still they want more for it. They want they want that death. So every year you know it's like a huge festival. And um, this particular year, you, your character, is one of the uh, one of the heroes. So you turn up a couple of days before. You're partying, cavorting. Everyone's uh, everyone's your best friend, and you walk around with this like ribbon on your arm to show that you're a champion. So you get you know VIP treatment everywhere you go. Bang! Next thing you know, you're getting woken up by the guards. It's time to hit that dungeon. You go down there. All the masses are out. You've got uh, I think if I remember rightly, there's five other champions that year. Uh, you've got a roguey type person, uh, you've got a barbarian, um, you've got your classic knight, and you've got an elf lady uh, that's going in. You go in last. Uh, um, actually, I'm not sure if, you, if that's the same every time, uh, but I have my character went in last. And you have to um, circumnavigate this evil dungeon, mate, and it's uh, it's very hard. Every fucking thing in that dungeon wants to kill you. Oh. I mean, it's called Death Trap Dungeon. Yeah, it's true. You wonder why anybody goes in there in the first place. It's like you turn up and the, the boss of the, um, the, like the mayor of the town's like, so I have picked five champions to go in. Will you dare go into the dungeon? And they're like, why is it called that? And he's like, um, no, that's it's actually called Lovely Nice Place Dungeon. Fluffy Cuddles Dungeon. But it says Death Trap Dungeon. He's like, no, that's... It's a typo. It, yeah, it's actually... Yeah, I'm sorry, my cat walked across the typewriter. <laughs> My quills were lifted when I was making the sign. It, you know, you know how difficult it is. Just Death get and cuddle. Right, get in there now. Bang, <laughs> kick him in. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I bloody hell. Like, and it it tricks you as well because it's like 
you hear a noise from the left from a dripping cavern. So you enter the cavern or continue, and you're like, mm, I'm not stupid, I'm going to continue. It's like, the temperature rises extremely, and you yeah, start to Yeah, I remember melt. as well, there's a bit where it's like, um, there's there's a, a closed door, and it's like, next to it, there's a bell. Um, it's like, do you... Um, do you ring the bell? And it's like, oh, well, clearly the bell opens the door. And mm. it's like, the bell rings so sharply that it explodes your skull. And it's like, it's back to page five. Oh. Yeah, you, I, I, it's like, um, you, you die a lowly death and nobody remembers the night that merely rang a bell and died. <laughs> and it's like, fuck you. Oh, dead again. But no, it's, it's, I mean, for people that haven't played before, it's brilliant. It's not just a page turning experience. It literally is. You've got your little character sheet at the beginning. Mm. You have to roll your character. So, you, you know, you've got basic stats. I think you've got... Um, Things like bravery, stamina, um, and luck. They're your three things. And you roll mm. your dice to start with two D6s uh, to determine your stats. And then, yeah, combat's fun. So you'll roll, you basically just roll, you, say like two orcs come out and it'll give you their stats. Uh, you roll your dice, they roll their dice, you know, initiative basically. And then it's just a case of whoever rolls higher gets the wounds. Um, and it's it's cracking. It's you literally... I used to play that one especially a lot when I was a kid. That's why I bought it for you. And, and I remember the um it was also made into a PS1 game as well, which I did was not know that. It was it was quite good, but it was very violent. Oh. And my mum um sort of like got it for me and she I was like, "Mum, it's not violent because it's this, you know, it's just made of a book and books can't be violent. They're really good for you. They're intelligent. <laughs> Let your brain grow." So, "All oh, right, yeah, it's only of that book that you got and it's got people getting their tits cut off and that. So, it's well good." <laughs> I like I, I particularly like the bit when it's like um, you see a shiny sword in a buck in a hole of maggots. Do you grab it? And you're like, "Maggot ain't going to hurt me." So, you get your sword. And it's like you get a lovely sword. But, oh, look, Mama Fly coming. And it's like she's peed off that you touched her worms. Next thing you know, you're fighting a uh, Mama Fly. So, Warrior Fly, should I say. Yeah, genius. But it's cracking. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I haven't finished it yet. I'm going to continue it. But I really enjoyed it, mate. It's really good fun. Take it on holiday. Nice. Mm -hmm. Good review. Thanks. So, um, next up, we played uh, Vampire. Dirty, Dirty Vamp Tramps. We've been we've been on that on that a lot. Basically, um, as we've mentioned in our previous episodes, the group are trying to track down a mysterious group of vampire hunters who have this amazing technology. They're called the Chandrian. They're not the same Chandrian from the King Killer series of books. They are merely the same in name. And basically, what they've done now is they've managed to track them back to their base, but not willingly. Mm. Um, what they did is they saw that they're using some sort of amazing teleport technology, which basically basically should not exist in the 90s and they knew that they were using it on their vehicles so they hatched a plan to lure one of the vehicles out and when they did so um, yeah they basically got in a huge fight didn't they mm -hmm. and this fight happened and when they got the teleporter out uh, Reggie, one of the guys uh, who's a venturer, isn't he? Mm -hmm. He ran up in his in his amazing suit as this fight was going on, started smashing buttons, trying to turn it off. Yeah, it was it was initiated, so he's like, "Oh God, more are coming!" You know, he's like, "Better turn it off." Right. Smashing buttons like Bang crazy against it. Yeah, next uh, thing you know, yeah, they they <laughs> they've been teleported to this amazing lush green scenery. I mean, luckily it's still night, but basically they've been teleported all the way there, and now while they're there, um. They, they've only been teleported one way so they don't know where the fuck they are they're in enemy territory mm -hmm. and this kid comes cycling up right mm -hmm. and I sort of thought um, you know give them I'll give them a chance to regain some humanity um, they've seen an enemy but this kid is actually being nice to them um, you know he's he's helping them out he's giving them a little map of the area it's not complete mind but it's a little map of the mm -hmm. area um, he's being nice to them he's showing them that he likes them even though um, 
you know, he's the enemy and all of this. Mm-hmm. And what did they do? They gauled him. Yeah, we gauled him up. They gauled him. We got a ghoul friend. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty... We had a lot of fun with that last week, didn't we? Um, there, there was a lot of where bits where they were in a noisy club and they were trying to say... Um, talk about the fact that they had a ghoul now and um, they were saying um, have you seen a ghoul anywhere and he's like yeah there's loads of girls in here <laughs> yeah. no no we've got a ghoul friend and they were like yeah yeah my girlfriend everyone's got a girlfriend here <laughs> oh mate well, anyway hilarious uh, yeah they, they made a ghoul out of the first kid they saw so they fed him vampire blood and yep. he's he's now ghouled He's been gauled up good um, and proper. What this does is that this grants the kids special powers and creates a blood bond with a vampire. Mm-hmm. And these people hate vampires, but they also did it to two other Chandrian that they captured. And these people... That didn't go so well. Even <laughs> though they have a blood bond, their hatred of vampires runs so deep that they immediately tried to kill themselves. Well, they did kill no, they themselves. Succeeded. They succeeded. Uh, they, they went... They, they started <laughs> they headbutting each other. Headbutting each other and, and everything around them in the back of the van and um, turned their heads into jam, yeah. Yeah, and now the vampires are in enemy territory and didn't really play it too safe. And yeah. as a result, they've been tracked down. By a sniper. Hot on our trail. Yeah, and the snipers have seen them, but they haven't really seen the snipers. They've seen one of them. And the unfortunate thing is, is that they really have got the drop on the vampires. Mm-hmm. So people's fire, we're in trouble. Yeah. So they are really, really, really fucked. And I do not know how they're going to get out of this one. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> I think this might be sort of like end of the campaign. Oh, man. I think it might be end of the campaign. Uh, so I can't spoil who the bad guys are at this point, but I, I, I genuinely I genuinely don't know how you're going to get out of this. This is the bad guys have got the drop on you. Uh, I mean, there may be more of them than you think. You've I've really goofed it up. wounded. I've, I've crippled. Yeah, you're crippled. They're, 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 they've got the drop on you. Everything's fucked. I don't know what's going to happen. At least I got to play fat dad. For the worst, the worst thing about it is, the worst thing about it is, is not only do they have the drop on you, as I said um, last week, they appear to be shooting to kill. Yeah. It wasn't. It, they didn't fire warning shots. Mm-mm. They just started shooting to kill the you. The kid's guys. not leverage at all. Yeah, they've got the kid with them, but they didn't. They they appeared to not give a fuck about no. that, and so that was what it is. That's the tough thing. Um. So. So uh, yeah, the only one that out. can possibly get out of it is is Derek, who is a um, gangrel. Mm-hmm. So he's got earth meld, so he could possibly just earth meld, and he can stay up in in up in the ground for like a year or something. <laughs> yeah, can't he? Yeah. So he could just go in there and just I'll wait it out. Yeah, I'm just gonna start. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay in the soil until all of this blows over. Yeah, exactly. So um, so he could probably do that, but I mean, Jesus, I can blood snipe, but. You could blood snipe. Well, that's not what it's called. It's called theft of vitae. There's a there's a um, there's a move in in uh, vampire called uh, theft of vitae, and it's become our new favourite um, discipline, hasn't yeah. it? Uh, I think it's part of thaumaturgy, it and is, basically yeah. level three, I believe. No, I think it's level four. Oh, sorry, yeah, level four. it's level four, and what it is is from fifty feet away, you can um, take somebody's blood, and the source of the attack is obvious. But it's brilliant because you can just and open suck, your mouth and go, yeah, suck somebody's blood like worm, <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's absolutely brilliant. But yeah. we we have done two house rules, haven't we? For yep. for a sake of making it more fun to use, and b because we like it. First house rule mm-hmm. is that we've increased the range to hundred feet. It, yeah. And the second house rule is that instead of theft of vitae, it's called blood snipe. Blood snipe. Because <laughs> we just like the name. Blood snipe. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's our vampire game this week. It was fucking wicked. It's cracker lacking and I'm absolutely shitting myself for the next episode. 
But the last thing that we played was, in fact, uh, Sagi of the Goblin Horde. Oh, boy. Um, but we are going to save that for a bit later because mm-hmm. uh, we, we're going we're gonna to save that for the shout-out section because yes. uh, we've got a little bit of announcement with that one. Um, it was amazing, but we played a new adventure by Richard Walcott called Worm Food, which is available now on the Saga of the Goblin Horde website. Now, this is a game where you play as goblins, and that new adventure is available now, and it features a um, competition between a bunch of goblins to get to the biggest skull. Mm-hmm. So that's an amazing adventure, and I would highly, highly recommend it. Oh, yeah. And it is free, and it's on the website for Saga of the Goblin Horde now. We'll put a link in the description. But we've got a little bit of an announcement about that later, so we're going to save it and talk about it a bit more during the shout-out section. Best damn goblin, goblin. Best damn goblin game going. It's the best damn goblin game. Going. Fact. fact. That's, that's been fact. proven in a lab, hasn't it? Yeah, that's By who? <laughs> who is it Nick because you told me earlier didn't you before the podcast yep but what, and it was in fact it, say the name of the scientist that proved it Albert Einstein that's him it, there he is <laughs> fresh, fresh. what a guy <laughs> <laughs> right on him, a, he, and on that bombshell great. we're moving on to the main subject yes. cheers cheers Albie helps <laughs> main subject main <laughs> Sorry. It's a hot topic, you know. It's a hot potato. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't give me that. <laughs> oh, I it's, it. it's, it's too hot. But window. we're going to touch it anyway. <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> we're going to touch it anyway, guys, because, um, you know, everyone always argues about this shit. And, uh, you know, we, we touched on it on, on previous podcasts. We, we did for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we spoke about it for like 10 minutes. But this is one of those subjects that, you know, you could speak about for hours deserves um, more it deserves more it deserves more than a little 10 minute thing we spoke yeah. about how people do it wrong and we spoke about like little little ways in which people do it wrong mm-hmm. and that is one thing we're going to touch on like a couple of the ways that people do it wrong and we're going to touch on what alignments are and things like this so we're just going to discuss alignment so first off um basically for those listening what is an alignment okay so yeah basically an alignment is a kind of like a uh like a categorization of the uh, of a character's like moral morality yeah and yeah, morality that's that's basically it so it allows it's an easy reference for your character's morality so sure. it basically allows people to to um to have a quick uh, summary of how they would act in any given situation and uh allows for an easy reference for role playing mm-hmm 
yeah, it's really, really uh, a handy tool, especially for people that that, that are clueless with that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And there, there are it basically fits into in the traditional D and D sense anyway into nine um, specific categories. So um, those are I'm getting fucking notes up on my phone. Now, why has that happened? <laughs> why is that? Why is that, why is that playing? Okay, I'm just gonna turn it down. That's annoying. <laughs> Okay. I don't know what the fuck that was. So we have lawful good. Yeah, lawful good, and lawful good is basically that you're a good guy who who obeys the law, who works. Yeah, works within the law. Yeah, that's what you do. And you've got neutral good, so you're a good guy who follows his own set of morals. Yeah, you've got chaotic good, so you're a good guy, but you do whatever it takes, what, man. Whatever. It don't matter. You do whatever the fuck you want, but you're a good guy. You do whatever the fuck you want. You do whatever you're crazy, motherfucker. You got lawful neutral. That means uh, you generally obey the law. But you don't really give a fuck. <laughs> but, but yeah, but you but you sort of follow your... your and yeah, that is a hard one, actually, isn't it? Really Lawful neutral, I suppose, yeah. I suppose you could define it as, like you said, you wouldn't break the law, but at the same time, you're not you're not ruled by the law. Yeah, that's, that's, hard, that's, that's a, a tough that's one. That's a tricky one. Yeah, true neutral is is that you, uh, you literally just follow your own set of morals entirely. That's it. No influence from anything, good or bad. It's exactly. just what you want to do. Chaotic neutral is that you uh, follow your own set of rules and you're you're a bit of a nutcase uh, as well at mm-hmm. the same time. Really, lawful evil is that you will lo- use the law to uh, do do evil. Politicians. Neutral evil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, neutral evil. Actually, yeah, most most politicians would be char- characterised as lawful evil. Mm-hmm. Ne- neutral evil is that you have your own set of morals and that you. Um, they're not too great. <laughs> yeah, and and that you're and that you're evil. Chaotic evil is that you you literally just have. It's kind of like the Joker. Yeah, you exactly. you just you have uh, basically no no morals. Perfect. Yeah, um, is is almost the way that is. So so like a lot of monsters tend to be chaotic, chaotic evil, evil. Um, in in the in the guides. If we look up lawful neutral, because that was the one that we we were confused about. That's the tricky one. Yeah. Let's see what it says. Let's what, see what it says according to D uh, according to Dungeons and Dragons. This is Gary Gygax. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lawful neutral character typically believes strongly in lawful concepts such as honor, order, rules, and tradition, and often follows a personal code at the same time. Ah. So that kind of makes sense. Yep. So it's like a bit of both. It's yes. double dipping. It's double dipping. <laughs> it's for the people who can't fucking decide. It's, it's for all them fence sitters out there. So that sort of gives you a quick rundown of what the fuck those things are. Mm. Okay? All right? Got it? You got it? Get so it. Now you know what, what sort of the alignments are. And when you create your character in D&D, Pathfinder, or any of those games, you'll typically pick one of those, right? And there are a miasma of ways a whole host of ways that people tend to fuck those up and use them uh, wrongly mm-hmm. and, and badly right I mean they're, they're great they are genuinely kind of a great tool for, for certain things because they can give you some guidance on, on certain things sure, and, and things they can give them a, a, like a foundation to start their character on Exactly, like and that, you know, and things like this, and maybe not even shy players, but also new ones as well. Of course, yeah, and things like this. But there, there are certain ways that that I feel like people fuck them up, right? Yeah. Um, so the first one I wanted to mention, Nick. Now you probably just uh, had a look at the show notes and were like, "What the fuck has he put there?" <laughs> so how people do it wrong, I've put down here. And the first note I put down was lawful good. Yeah. Now there's fuck all wrong with lawful good. Lawful good is a great um, alignment to have. But everyone is afraid of playing it because mm-hmm. they think boring fuck. Yeah. Um, 
Now, lawful good, this, this will um, lead into something that I put down later as well, but um, the reason that people don't want to play it is because, uh, yeah, lawful goods is like, everyone thinks, oh, you know, party pooper, uh, oh, yeah, they'll be, they'll be telling the party not to have fun and all of this, and it's like, well... You can have fun without breaking the law. Exactly. <laughs> and, and it's like, how many times in a D&D game do you go into a pub and every time somebody disagrees with you you just fucking kill them in front of everyone and then you and then the dm has to go you suddenly hear the sound of um uh, of marching coming towards the pub and everyone goes right we have to get the fuck out of here yeah. right and it becomes a fucking pain in the ass because you're like uh, and then and then you we just act like civilized people for once yeah or, or like you you go well guys that was a great session but we didn't really manage to get much done in terms of the story because you oh, killed everyone yeah, and we uh, yeah and we had to run away from the guards <laughs> oh well and it's like, you know what? Lawful goods don't have to be fucking boring. Yeah. I bet you in your in your lifetime, listeners, you've met plenty of people that are good law-abiding people that might even believe in the law, right? Mm-hmm. That weren't fucking boring. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. believe it or not. And not only this, not only this, but Spoonie made a very, very good point in one of his videos that if you're um, lawful good, the police might like you and the government and the mayor of the town might like you and mm-hmm. he might give you shit mm-hmm. and the fact of the matter is is that lawful goods don't have to be boring the they can have might fun like you you know exactly the innkeeper might like you because you saved him once because you're the lawful good guy mm-hmm. um and things like this and lawful goods like yes okay put it this way uh you you've like killed like you're fighting a bunch of bandits right because they stole your car and all the guys want to have fun and they just want to kill all the guys yeah but the lawful good guy might be the one who says no we have to string them up and bring them into town yeah. to have to, to for trial or probably. we might draw the line at torture yeah or yeah exactly you know but you might you might um tie the bandits up bring them back to town and get a massive reward exactly and an xp bonus for completing a quest or some shit you know you know yeah exactly and you know some kind of uh loot from like you said from the mayor from for stopping his bandit problem exactly lawful goods they don't have to be boring and uh, the fact that they are often cliched and characterized in that way is so dumb we've had a lawful good character yeah you had a lawful good character that was rex baxter the kung fu monk and he was unbelievably (laughs) he was the coolest character (laughs) ever exactly he he was um basically like uh he was a bit like hulk hogan (laughs) yeah yeah and he used to wrestle people the all-american hero wasn't he he was great yeah, he was amazing. And, he was, and basically, he he was um, a little bit thick, but he generally believed in the law, and uh-huh. he he would he would wrestle the fuck out of people and he would power Boston bomb them. Crab anybody. He would Boston crab the fuck out of a zombie dog. <laughs> Absolutely, if, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so you know, law, that's just my point. Mm. A being a lawful good, lawful good character, even if he is a boring fuck, can bring some benefits to the party. And B, they don't have to be boring. They can be a Boston crabbing shirtless motherfucker all american hero yeah exactly. exactly so lawful good there's a lot more to it than you think but the second point that i wanted to bring up is mm-hmm. true neutral uh basically 90 percent of the time yeah actually that's not one of those ones that's like um you know true neutral can be great actually most of the time uh yeah have a bit more imagination don't play true neutral because yeah there are some characters like I- i'm willing to bet there are some great characters that have been true neutral out there and i'm sure there have been some in our group that that, that were true neutral and mm-hmm. um, that were great, but uh, the fact of the matter is uh, is that I think it shows a bit of a uh, lack of imagination because most people who you're uh, who you'll see in your real life 
they, they, a lot of people do follow their own set of morals, but mm-hmm. they might have a tinge of lawfulness in them yeah. and things like this. Because most people won't break certain laws because they think they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Most people might have a little bit of chaotic in them. They might have a little bit of, um, you know, a uh, little bit of an evil side to them yeah. or things like this. So I think true neutral often. I think what people, how people do it wrong, is they use it as a lazy option because what they want to do is just play it like they're playing themselves. Yeah, got you. And what they want to do is just do whatever the fuck they want at any given time. And they don't want to be they don't want to be hindered by having to play a certain way if it's not what they what them as a person would do. If if you're gonna go true neutral and your character follows their own set of morals, make sure you have a good detailed backstory written down. That's mm-hmm. the way I'd see it because most people that go true neutral. They just go, uh, you go, wow, what alignment did you pick? And they go, neutral. And they're like, what backstory did you pick? And they go, uh, don't know, fisherman. <laughs> and you just go, right, okay, well, this is going to be a great fucking character, isn't it? I don't care it? what fish I catch. Yeah, and I'll you catch just, any of them. So what's your character's goals? Like, what does he want from life? To get really sick, uh, like, armour and weapons. Big sword. Yeah, <laughs> bit, and uh, you're like, yeah, yeah, that's uh, 10 out of 10. Yeah, well done. Oh man, and then you like you like that one really really knocks out of the park. That that is like ninety percent of true neutral characters. That's what they're like. Cop out. Yeah, exactly. And so if you're gonna play true neutral, make it d- exciting. Yeah, come on, mate. Try harder. Give us something. If anything, true neutral. If true neutral. True neutral should be the hardest alignment to play because you've got to put so much investment into it. Yeah, if you're following a personal set of morals, uh, make sure they're grounded in something. Yeah. For as an example, maybe be absurd. It could be absolutely absurd. Yeah, exactly. So maybe, maybe make it that your your uh, uh, as a good example, um, because your character doesn't believe in uh, the law and he doesn't believe in um, chaos either. Maybe if we're just going by the absolute like you know cliche mm-hmm. of chaos as the um, complete opposite of the law yeah. and the destruction of law. Maybe um, it's because he hasn't been out much and he was homeschooled, so his mum taught him a bunch of weird shit at home. Mm-hmm. Like um, she believes that um, all the stupid, all the weird creatures in the back of her house in the woods are what are the law and so the <laughs> yeah. guy maybe the guy believes in that and he's yeah. a fucking w- n- nut job or he lived up a mountain in all his life and he's never even seen humans yeah so, and so, so he actually just talks to goats most of the time yeah. and so his morals are all based on, on goat or logic goat based, you know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would a goat do in this situation see I mean that's a very weird example but I'm just saying like, that is an example if he's true neutral it, yeah, yeah exactly something something that that, that is, is abstract from the, the the ideas of law or chaos completely uh, yeah completely law chaos or evil yeah exactly then, run away from that and come in with something completely left field and then just just embrace your true neutralness don't just be a true neutral because yeah because you I, can't I, be asked yeah exactly yeah. what loot <laughs> yeah exactly so cool another thing is being tr- too true to an alignment now now we mentioned this in in another podcast actually mm-hmm. um there are people that that just will just sit down and like when they play yeah they'll just be steadfast um my character won't do that because he's uh he's lawful good mm-hmm. my my character would uh would absolutely uh never ever uh you know kill an orc because he believes everyone should uh receive a just and fair trial mm-hmm. and it's like okay what if you were absolutely pushed for example um i used to i used to work with this um with this girl who was um she was 
the most lawful good person on the planet, right? <laughs> and but this is a good example, right? I said, I said, if because we were very good friends, and uh, you was know, she a druid. In no, real life. <laughs> actually, no, but I have met one of those. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, you, for, for example, we used to pose her uh, moral questions all the time because we were bored at work. Yeah, yeah. And I said, because we were really good friends, um, I said to her, if, if you saw me publicly urinating, would you arrest me? And she said, yes. And I said, what if I was pissing on your dad who was on fire? And she was like, actually, that's a good question. I'm going to have to think about that one. And I, and that's the, that's the point, though. That's the point I want to make. Because it's like, if the situation calls for you to not, like, to think about it, you would. Yeah, of course. It's like the classic, isn't it? You know, if your mum was dying from an illness and there's medicine in the shop, but you've got no money, would you rob the shop to save your mum? Well, you wouldn't just stand there and go, sorry, mother, I am lawful good. You have to yeah. die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's fucking bull- yeah, Look, you, you, your character would do it, but be sad about it. Of course, exactly. That's the point. He they would, would hate themselves for it, and they'd be in inner turmoil. But, but they might—they yeah. might go to their temple and pray for forgiveness from their god, and be in absolute agony yep. over it. But they would, but they would do it. Mm-hmm. That's the point of an alignment to make sure that they have this moral compass. It's when. Your your moral compass doesn't mean that a hundred percent of the time you always do the right thing. Exactly. What otherwise what uh, we would go through our lives, <laughs> never ever experiencing guilt. I think I've been every alignment in my life. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. At like, some point, at some point in my life, then, I've been every alignment. Exactly. I've been chaotic evil, mate. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was that time I blew up a fucking uh... balloon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also another thing is as well. It's like your party. You know, your your group of adventurers or whatever it may be are on this on this journey together and you know personalities change conflicts happen and you don't just gain xp to get better spells you're gaining experience points exactly what it is you're gaining experience and that can change your perspective and outlook on life from the eyes of your character Mm -hmm. my prime example is when we was in prison Mm -hmm. and it it changed our alignment yeah exactly messed us up that bad Mm -hmm. and that's another good point is that is that sometimes have a have a reevaluation and think: Would my character's alignment actually change? Or would he? Yeah. Would he get to a point where he's like, "I've had enough of this"? Like, if you're lawful good and you're constantly seeing this bad side of the law and you lose all your faith in the law, would that not push you to think otherwise? Exactly. So, don't always stick too much to it. Forever. Exactly. Yeah. If you if your boss is telling you and you work for the guard, you know the city guard, and your boss is telling you to do something that you just don't agree with, yeah. don't just do it because it's the law. Sometimes, if your char- if your character doesn't believe it, you know, um, simply like let's say for instance, you got to arrest your mum. Yep. because she's done a crime but you know that she had to do that she's crime done a or some crime in the street like this. it's a right mess yeah but you know she had to um what are you going to do what are you going to do you know uh it, that's that's a moral dilemma it's a dilemma for a reason your character doesn't just stand there and just you know say i'm awful good yeah, so, exactly it's not your character sheet is not just some writing on a page you've got to remember that a character is is a, project, a projection of who you're playing not you specifically but you're playing a character and characters are, are people, if you like, and people change and things happen and they should never be static. They should always be evolving, whether it be for better or for worse, but they're always changing. Mm-hmm. And that, that like, I, I think is basically one of the best pieces of advice for, for playing alignments because alignments are, uh, uh, yeah, essentially, at the end of the day, to summarise that, they're not a steadfast fucking rule. Yeah. Remember that. 
for fuck's sake. <laughs> Please, for fuck's sake. Yeah, although we do have kind of a funny story on that because um, <clears throat> there was a point where, where this did happen, where, where you guys got imprisoned for ages and your alignments uh, were basically forcibly changed by the experience to yeah. tru- to true neutral. Mm-hmm. Only two of you, one of you got out all right. Um, that was he meditated throughout the yeah, whole thing. <laughs> yeah, Rex remains... Rex again. He, he remains lawful, lawful good. good. Yeah. And you guys were nu- neutral good. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but then you then you got true neutral. True because neutral play. it was like... Essentially, the way that worked in terms of the story was, look where being good got me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to do what I want from now on. Screw them, guys. Yeah, and <laughs> as, soon, as soon as we got out, Ryan, one of the players, didn't quite understand what um, being true neutral meant. And he, uh, his character, Colin, murdered the first person he saw, took all of her money. And it was a burger vendor. Yeah, it was a burger vendor. And she was like, hey, guys, want some burgers? And he was like, fuck you, bitch! And just fucking stabbed her to death. And he was like, he, he he spoke to me when we were on a little cigarette break and he, he says Harrison I, I don't like playing a cunt and I was like that's not what true neutral is and he was like oh right right okay so I can still sort of be be uh, like a nice guy and I was like yeah but it just means it just means that you're you're neutral now and he's like oh right right I don't I'm sorry I forgot, I forgot. Not, not a murderer yeah he thought it meant he thought it meant pure evil yeah exactly <laughs> but he was but we got a car out of it so it's pretty good but yeah exactly I know <laughs> it, was it worked out for the best yeah but it's pretty savage um, yeah so that's yeah that's basically it's yeah. basically it but uh, we also wanted to sort of like I just wanted to talk about like some other sort of systems and how they offer guidance for moral morals for characters as well and how how do you think like they stack up because alignments for better or worse they have kind of worked um they've been a a point of discussion for ages some people like them some people don't i do i I I actually do they're great in, yeah, a, in our group, in they worked. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, but in um, in GURPS, you've got uh, advantages and disadvantages. Uh-huh. Works perfectly fine. I would say the only trouble with that is you have the option not to take them. Ah. But right. we, we, when we played it, remember I said you have to take at least one advantage yeah. and one disadvantage. You go. But some of those can be just be physical. You right. don't necessarily have to have a moral one. Got you. Yeah. Um, same goes for Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds has your hindrances, and it Got says quirks as well. Yeah, and you get your your bennies if you if you play hindrances, but I think that's um, honestly if you're doing that to sort of play your character's hindrances, and that's how you encourage it. Um, the only word for it really is pathetic. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I think I, personally, I think bennies should be awarded for hysterical role playing or emotional or good or something impactful yeah where anything impactful but i don't think so same... someone just walks up and goes i don't give a shit I'll yeah, play if, you've got, if you've got like the let's say for instance you've got a one leg hindrance and you yeah. go i'm walking along with one leg and then and then and then uh, or any fucking hindrance it just me and the, the book tells you to do that right yeah and it's like you you get these such like one note characters because uh, if you get bad role players this is i yeah. want to point that out yeah they're, they're i don't 
generally play with bad role players but the book gives you terrible advice saying play your hindrances to get bennies but and then let's say for instance you pick somebody that has this like you shouldn't need to be told that or rewarded that. yeah you should want to use it and so you let's say for instance you pick like a morally bad yeah. um hindrance right let's yeah. say for instance you pick greedy, greedy. yeah, yeah. The, that's yeah. the classic one so yeah. you pick greedy and uh-huh. every time there's any loot the guy goes oh yeah take everyone's loot can i have a benny i take everyone's loot can i have a benny i take everyone's <laughs> loot you're getting everyone's benny. shit you're always getting a fucking benny yeah, and it, and then so your this character just becomes that's not actually a personality. That's not actually a moral compass for a character. That's just a, a boring. A, yeah, it's a, it's a dickhead and a boring gameplay mechanic. Yeah, and it's just like get, if you were playing with that guy, you'd get so frustrated. But then I suppose that's not really what it's going for. Mm-hmm. It expects RPG players to be role players already mm-hmm. and to just add that in themselves. Yeah. It doesn't really uh, give any moral guidance, and neither does GURPS at all, really. Yeah. Um. It sort of gives you the tools if you want it. Yeah. But if if you can't, if you don't, it's you. Then you're not forced to. It's not gonna affect. But you, is it, yeah. um. Yeah. I mean, gum shoes got drives. I think if I remember rightly, kind of a thing. Yeah. And then as we spoke about last podcast, Bubblegum Crisis has yep. a really good background system, Huge, and it gives yeah. you kind of like your character motivations. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a moral compass, but I feel like it gives you really, really great. Um ways to to add these motivations oh, to your yeah. character that really quick one that you rolled up in no time it sounded like something that someone had generally just sat down and written it exactly great, yeah. It? Yeah. and so you would kind of have your character would have all these drives to sort of like either maybe be um vengeful or lustful or greedy or things like this and you could have loads of these loads of these cool um you know bad or good traits to your character that would arise out of those cool backstories yep uh, more like this, please, basically, publishers. Mm-hmm. I, I like those a lot. And in actual fact, I can't really think of that many more, to be honest with you. I, and if, if there's any um, other morality systems that people can think of, let me know. Oh, actually, the uh, free Fallout RPG. Mm-hmm. That did a cracking one, because it, it, it nicked karma from the games. Ah, so you got you got sweet. positive and negative karma. Do bad shit, you get bad karma. Yeah, but it didn't um, make you feel bad for getting negative karma because you could get cool perks for getting negative karma. A bit like the game then. Yeah, so you could get like (laughs) vampire and night person. Oh, yeah, night person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or the cannibal one's the best. That's the one I was thinking of, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was that was really good. That's really um, cool. So yeah, listeners, if they, if you can remember any other cool ones, um, put it in the comments of this episode or or send us an email or something because um, yeah, we'd be really interested to know if there are any other good. Morality-driven mechanics. Yeah, I'd be really interested to know. It's because very good. Um, yeah, it's a very good part of role play for me personally. I think it's great. So that is our alignment chat. Um, but of course, uh, we want to hear from you guys on it, and we will have the contact details later. I can't be bothered to give them out now, mate. We'll do it later. Oh, come tell on. Us, tell us. You don't have. We, we tell us, but you don't have to tell anybody else what your alignment is in real life. Yeah, what yours <laughs> is. Mine's um chaotic dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> And Nick's is um, true hipster. <laughs> I'm true hipster, mate. <laughs> so, yeah. Imagine if imagine if everyone told us their alignments and it was all chaotic evil. And we're like, whoa! What oh, are our listeners do <laughs> We've rallied them all together somehow. <laughs> we just created. Oh, that'd an evil be brilliant. Army. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we could use. We them. could be the generals. Yeah, yeah a legion of death. The legion. Of, legion of doom. The legion so. of twats. <laughs> yes. We could take over England. Uh, why would you want to? We could kill Theresa May. Oh, good shout. Yeah, why not? 
Alright guys, we've got a plan together. Legion of, what is it? Legion of twats? The Legion of twats, we're going to kill a woman. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> we're not. Alright. Oh yeah, we, we shouldn't say that. Disclaimer, Disclaimer. we're definitely not going to kill her. Unless we can. We're just going to rough her up a bit. You're just going to hurt her. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're moving on guys. Yep. Bye! Ah, song fight! Okay, so this is Song Fight where we do RPG songs. So each time we do this segment, we will basically pick a subject, an RPG subject, make songs about it, and then battle them. Mm-hmm. However, this week, Nick, he's been busy getting himself a new job as a hired gun, an assassin. Yep, gun for hire. So. Um, this week we didn't want to make him make a song, so we've got a friend of the show, James Clark, music producer, and Pumpkin, to make a song. And this week the subject was dice. Ooh. So, without further ado, I am going to play the songs. These are songs about dice. My one first. My song is simply called Dice, Dice, Dice Swag. Nice. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Awesome. Oh, yeah. You know what a time it is, motherfuckers, yeah. To all my, all my friends out there, to all my, my, my guys, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's dice time, motherfuckers. I got mad bones, I ain't talking about my skeleton. My dice collection, worth so many Benjamins. I got many D4, shit be looking like Egypt. We be playing testament. That's in ancient Egypt. Dice, 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 swear, swag. Dice, 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 swear, swag. People be fighting, people be dying, but I just be buying dice. <laughs> I got gold dice, got them from a website. Stack them at the table, make them go head high. That's a lot of sides Snacking at the table That's a lot of sides Dice 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 Swear Very good. Right, I want you to try and see. Oh, oh no, it's playing again. For fuck's sake! The attitude on that song, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I was, um, uh, you know, I was feeling very gangster. Okay. Yep. So I want you to. St- can you tell where my inspiration for that song came from? It's only bloody Rich Chigger, mate. Rich Chigger. Yeah. Which I think everyone should check out. Yeah, he was my main inspiration for that song. He's an Indonesian seventeen-year-old rapper. And he's actually very good. He's yeah. So um, that was my main inspiration. For Impeccable bumbag. Yeah, he wears a Reebok fanny pack <laughs> while he raps, and he's he's a corker. He is, yeah. Um, next up, we have James's song, and I've already heard this, but Nick, you're in for a real treat here. He's he watched the Bubblegum Crisis anime, yeah, and he's made this song, and oh, it's wow. a fucking it's a ridiculous. All right, I'm gonna put it on. I'm away from the mic.
Miracle by James Pumpkin Clark. And next up we've got a little tune by some 41. It's in too deep. No, um And then Duran Duran. So that was yeah, why did I say a song from the nineties? <laughs> no, the two thousands. <laughs> the noughties. The fuck is wrong with me? Uh, um, very good. Yeah, that was good. A little bit too long, James. I think you're taking the piss. <laughs> so, you know, cut it out, mate. Cut it up. Fucking Ego central there. <laughs> Think you're too big for the podcast? Mine was only a minute and a half. Here so it's three and a half minutes. You're now. not even on the, the podcast. <laughs> and you've upstaged us both. Yeah, and you've done it for too long. So disqualified. I win. <laughs> up top, Nick. We're too far far away to high five, but uh we win game. again. It's very good. It's very good, but it's very good. unfortunately you lose. It's void. It's void. <laughs> <laughs> Winner. <laughs> Right, so that was Song Fight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Vote for which one uh, you want to win out of the one entry that was my one. (laughs) No, but seriously, James's was clearly better, but I just wish it could enter. Don't you, Nick? Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a shame. Wow. I don't make the rules. I really don't. Honestly, don't. I don't. It's Olympic rules. They come down We're from using above. What can co- I say? The bosses. <laughs> <laughs> My hands are tied. Um. <laughs> brilliant. That's brilliant. I'm just a man walking down the street, and here I come, and I'm looking Oi, at... fuck off. Oh, shut up. What am I fucking northerner? Give us your fucking phone. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Oh, you've got podcasts on it. Got any good ones? Well... Only tabletop twats. Shut the fuck up. So, um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you will know that we um, have had a long, long ordeal um, sort of getting our Patreon. Saga of the Patreon. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Our Patreon uh, was stolen from us by a guy called the Patreon Highwayman, um, who we actually managed to beat up, put in chains... And we've now got him here. Take He's our little bitch boy. Yeah, we've got him now. And we've put an explosive collar on him. And a um, if he ever disobeys us, that will explode, won't it, Nick? Yep. And Go boom. Okay, okay. And so, basically, we've got him, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not the point. Nope. We've now been um, invited to a wonderful party aboard a pirate ship by our good oh, friend, oh, yeah. Partario the PDF Pirate. Yep. Who loves to pirate PDFs, except... No, not no more. He don't anymore because he's having a going legit party. Um, a going legit party. He's been nice enough to invite us. Which yeah. Is Basically, aboard his pirate ship, he's 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 having his party. We got our invites last episode, and mm-hmm. uh, he's gonna sail. He's gonna. We got a meet in Brighton, um, in the harbour, and then he's gonna sail out to international waters, and he's gonna have a big fuck off party. We're gonna party hard. Yeah, and um, to celebrate him no longer pirating PDFs of RPGs, um, he did say that he is going to still sack villages, loot and and sexually assault people, which is, yeah. we, we're going to try and get him to stop doing that so as well. an actual pirate, but not a PDF pirate. Exactly. Anymore. So, you know, there is, there's still work to be done, listeners, and we will... He's on the right path, though. Yeah, exactly. You know, every every step yep. is a step towards enlightenment or some shit. Exactly. You know, that's what I say. And he's on the first step. But exactly. So we're going to go. Um, he did say that the theme of the pirate... The pirate. The theme of the party is pirates, which I think is a bit unimaginative, but true. Nonetheless. Yeah, true. Is this patch all right? Exactly. So we're gonna go there, and we're gonna go there with uh, with our pet, yep. the highwayman, as like a sort of accessory. And also, we don't want to keep, don't want to get him to get out of our sight because he's a sneaky little shit. He is, and that's why we push <laughs> him 
from time to time. Yep. Um, yeah, good. Right, so let's go to the yeah. party. So I guess this is the boat. It looks pretty piratey. Hang on, look at that. Look at that flag. That's amazing. Yeah, it's cool. Hang on, is the guard, the the bouncer for the party? The he's, big guy. Yeah, is is that? Oh my god. He's pretty the... hairy. Is that? Whoa. That that is a gorilla, isn't it? I, feel, I think it might be <laughs> a gorilla. Um, yeah, we we've, we've got two tickets. We've been invited by Partario to this 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 party. <laughs> Put him in your very little hand. Mm. Well, massive hand, should I say? Sorry. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is a bit weird. Bloody hell! How do you get a gorilla? The stink is fierce, Nick. Don't, um, don't say that in earshot. Oh god, he looks angry. All right. Sorry. Thank you. Hey, okay. Right. Let's get on. Okay. See ya. And you. Come along. Right. Come on. Okay. I'm coming. This is what I'm talking about. Look at this place. This is amazing. <laughs> Would you like a few drinks, uh, We've got Yes, rum. absolutely, mate. Yes, sir. This is all rum. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Captain Morgan? No, the captain is Partario. Uh, okay, I'll just take... Oh, uh, yeah, I don't think he understands. Um, right, yeah, yeah, I'll just... I'll have, I'll have three, please. Yeah. Um, I'm going to drink these all at once, actually. Oh, I fair think. enough. Can I have uh, another two, please? Um, absolutely, sir. Thank you. Delicious. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, that bear in the chest. Please. Yeah, and the other one. <laughs> Nick, calm down, man. It's only just Nick. It's only just started, mate. Oh yeah, I know. Oh Jesus. Ooh, that is strong stuff, actually. Yeah. This is pretty nice. Like, look at. I like the fact that he's decked out this pirate ship to look like a pirate ship. Actually, that's not that impressive, is it? No, but look but, at the little. Um, look at the little umbrellas and all the drinks. They're really nice. Yeah, um, and I like how he's drinking sort of a giant <laughs> drink with a regular-sized umbrella in it. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is impressive. It's different, that's for sure. He's, he's really gone all out on this, man. It looks amazing. Ha wait, wait a minute. Who, who's this woman approaching? Oh, Look at her trousers. They're pretty tight, aren't they? It kind of reminds me of somebody. I, I can't figure it out. Ah, oh, what? Silly looks over it. Yeah. Wait a minute. No. No, it can't, it can't be. <gasps> Hello. Yes. Hello. Tis I. Tis you. Who are you? Yeah, who the hell are you? The PayPal Highway Woman! Oh, no! Well, you're not anything to do with him, are you? Well, actually, yes! And you appear to have stolen my husband! Oh, oh for fuck's sake. Look, listen. Listen here, woman. This, you, your husband, he, he gave us nothing but bullshit for ages. Shut up! Yeah, he, but no, you don't understand. He, he, he stole, he stole from, from us. Exactly! He stole from us, and, and, and he fucked with us for ages, and now he's our property. So you can just, you can just, you know, tottle on by, okay? Oh, yeah. yeah, just go and get yourself an umbrella drink over there. Go and get yourself one of those sausages, okay? Go and watch one of the strippers, and leave us the fuck alone. Because you, 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 can, you can just fuck right off. Yeah, we want to um, torment your husband in pace, alright? Well, actually, the PayPal Highway Woman does not listen to your kind, and, um, I will be assassinating you very soon. Whoa, 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 what? Shut the fuck up, Nick. I've done my research. Uh, is this your address? Oh, Harrison, how the fuck does you know where I live? Wait a minute, that's a photo of my house as well. Uh, no, it's not. No, not at all. I'm not even my wife real quick. Hey, um, so, don't fuck with me, bitches. I'll be back soon, and I will be destroying both of you. Now, I would attack you right here and now, but I have a great respect for Partario and for this party soiree that he's made. 
but I'm gonna fucking destroy you. Yeah, like you wanna bring it, bitch? Because I'll fucking destroy you like Bruce Lee destroyed Nick last time. I will fucking kill you, bitch. You couldn't even, you couldn't even try. What's going on here then? You guys seem to be getting on really well. Oh, Patario, Patario, how's it going, man? Yeah, we were just, we just met old. What's the face over here? PayPal Sally. Oh, that's her. That's Helga. How are you doing, Elga? You getting on well with these guys? Oh uh, yes, we we were getting on very fine actually. They were just telling me that uh, they were going to mix me up a drink over there. Yes, we were just saying that just now over there. Yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna go and get her a drink. We were just saying that we were having a very nice conversation. She's a lovely lady. That's <laughs> really fine. <laughs> yeah, we're getting on very well. Oh well, that sounds great. Actually, boys. Um, I was wondering, I'm just about to do a speech. So, um, could uh, we uh, have a little word after my speech is finished? i got to ask you two a favour. Anything? Sorry, yeah, I no worries, mate. Absolutely. Um, oh, and before you do, thanks so much for inviting me. Yeah, buddy. thank you, mate. You're absolutely cracking party, mm-hmm. aside from some of the girths. <laughs> well, the rum's off the hook. Yeah, rum's great, mate. R- great rum. The strippers look lovely. Um, some of the girths, though. But actually, it's a great party, and uh, good luck with the speech, man. Yeah, just come and see us after your speech. You're the man. <laughs> You the man. All right, I just wanted to celebrate um, this wonderful occasion of me going legit with a little speech. I just want to say thank you all for coming here. I want to say thanks to the PayPal highway woman, Helga. I want to say thanks to the tabletop twats. I want to say thanks to Robot Rob, to Slappy, Kebab Jones, to Bongo the Bunny Man, to Massive John, to Spectacular Jeffrey, and how can I forget Stephen? Stephen, who's done so much for me over the years, who paved me garden for some reason, I don't know why he did that, who put that wall up for me. Yeah, Stephen. But most of all, I want to say that this party is to celebrate me no longer pirating RPGs. Because piracy's wrong. You gotta support the industry. You gotta be there for the people that make these games, otherwise the games don't get made. I know that now, and I know what I was doing before when I was going onto websites and downloading them and then playing them for free was wrong. And that's why I'm going legit. So to everyone, raise a glass of this disgusting rum which I made in a bathtub, and just say, to legitimacy. But only specifically with RPGs, I'm still gonna steal everything else. Alright boys, how do you think the speech went? Yeah, brilliant mate. Yeah, that was really uh, good words. Quite em- emotional. Steve do, Quite s- does Steve still do patios? Oh no, Steve's dead. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. It really took me by surprise. Um, no, look over there in the corner. What, the skeleton? Is that Steve? What? How is he holding a drink? I thought that was a decoration. Yeah, I thought it was like a piratey decoration. Oh no, no, I keep him around. So that is actually Stephen's skeleton. I I killed him. <laughs> okay. Stop laughing. No, I'm not. Sorry. Why did you always do this, Nick? Uh, 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 In fact, this is part of what I wanted to ask you the favour for. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Come out to the, come out to the deck. Uh, that the big part of the boat at the back. It's the big open bit with all the planks on it. Gotcha, sorry, I've... I've yeah, 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 come in, man. They've been on boat before. Nice, I've got okay, to say, go. yeah, this is a cracking party, mate. This is so good. Um, Partario, why are all these people out here? 
Well, boys, this is the favor I wanted to ask. Yeah? Why are they looking at me like that? What's going on, Partario? I'm not getting a good vibe here, mate. Well, you need money to buy RPGs legit, don't you, boys? Yeah, of course. And remember all those times where I came into your podcast talking about pirating, and you laughed at me, and you took the piss out of me, and you said things like, I can smell the winkles and all of that shit? Uh, vaguely, I don't think we use such strong words, but... No. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah. Because guess what? What? I've been listening to your podcast. You have? And you've been taking the piss out of me. Uh-oh. Give me the password for the Patreon, boys. Are you kidding me? I am afraid I'm not. Whoa, put that away. It's Ooh. time to pay the piper. Shit. I need money to buy me RPGs, and I'm stealing your Patreon. It's mine. What? So this is an elaborate setup to rob us again? Oh, no, the party's real. Oh, yeah, you, I mean, I, I think I, I, the, the party's pretty legit. That was fun. To be fair, the For the, the, the sort of 20 minutes we were here, they, that was that was fun. But the the robbery, I, I, I get the feeling we were only invited for him to steal our Patreon. So it wasn't fucking First hilarious. smart thing you said all night. Oh. Oh. Well, but what if we don't? Well, have a look over there. Oh, fucking walk in the plank. I I... Just be that cliche. Do you want to take the piss even more? No, do you think no, that's going to be... No, maybe no. that's going to fucking do you well? No, or I'll, I'll leave. Maybe I'll make you walk the plank into a pool of lava. <laughs> I'll stick with the water. Okay. What's the password? Okay. Partario. The password is... Big Buns 44. This is... This is the second saddest day of my life. Just when I thought we were... You know, going to parties. Can we at least keep our slave? Don't make me go with them. Oh, you can keep him. I don't want him. Hey! Hey, at least that's one victory for us. There you go. Come here, you. Right off the plank with you. Wait, wait, wait. I thought because we gave you the... The... The Can't Patreon. just get a boat home? No, 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 no. Oh, she's still going to go ahead and murder us, Partario, even though we... No, if you're a strong swimmer, you get home. Okay. Geronimo! Boom. Bloody hell! Bloody hell! Okay, so uh, this is the shout-out sec section, and uh, yeah, we've actually got a special guest. We've got Richard Walcock all the way from Germany here to talk about Saga of the Goblin Horde. Yes! Come in, Richard. Come in, Richie. Hey, it's me, Richard Walcock. Um, I'm here today to talk about my game, uh, Saga of the Goblin Horde. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, so, on the Wild Fury uh, RPG show... Um, 
with uh, doing uh, many things with Suck at the Goblin Heart. Um, actually, obviously, guys, that's not um, how Richard Wilcox sounds <laughs> at all. Hi, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm a designer. Um, no, basically, uh, Saga of the Goblin Horde is a brilliant RPG it's all about playing goblin game going. Exactly. And on the Veiled Fury uh, Entertainment Show uh, the other day, we played some of that, didn't we? We did indeed, mate. And it was an absolute corker. We did a new adventure called Worm Food, mm-hmm. where you had to play a gol- goblin. Goblin. And you were, to, you were to get the biggest skull you could and bring it back to Impress Big Nose. Your boss, yeah. Exactly. Uh, who was your boss. And basically, all the other goblins were trying chief, to get... should we say, not boss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're, you're a boss. Yeah. You'll bring it back to the chief. Yeah. And all the other bosses were trying to get a big skull and bring it back to him as well. Mm-hmm. And you'd heard about this big worm who had a big head and you were trying to get its head bring it back to the boss, the chief. And that was basically the adventure. But you can go and watch that right now on the Veiled Fury fucking... Um, in HD. In HD right now on his YouTube channel and we played in that game and it is a fucking corker of a game. Is, but yeah. you can download the adventure right now to play as well for free. How much money is free, Nick? Eh. None money. <laughs> None money. So, um, in addition to that, Richard has given us our character sheets from that, uh, which are high quality very well made character sheets that you can download and print off it's got all the backgrounds it's got all the fonts it's got all the artwork on there but he's given us he's given it us in two formats Nick he's oh, given yeah. it to us in for playable in Savage Worlds and in Swifty 12 Ooh, nice. which is Richard's own system yep. so in the description of this show we will put a link to the Savage Worlds version of Worm Food uh-huh. and the quick start guide for the Swift D12 yep. version of uh, Saga of the Goblin Horde and you can only bloody play us exactly you can be us you can be us so the, uh, let's describe our characters quickly so my character was Hammy Groingazer yep. who had a uh, who has the uh, funny voice hindrance he also um, has human clothes which he nicked so that is a maid outfit <laughs> and um yeah, basically, uh, we were both um, compulsive cannibals as well, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, I absolutely loved playing my character. So much he was fun, He was wicked. And he is also in a braggart as well, which I don't appreciate, guys. Um, no, I, yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> and yeah, I absolutely loved playing him. And yeah. they have some really cool background ideas for the characters on there, which include things like the homeless gnome oh, mate, being yeah. swallowed little, by little, a worm. Little nods to the show, yeah. Yeah, it was really, really cool. And Nick's yours was... I was Nicklam Hammerface. Yeah, Nicklam Hammerface. Uh, and again, yeah, I was a bit of a brutey, uh, brutey goblin. Again, I was wearing the clothes of dead adventurers, umans. Um, yep. I also have a uh, have a bit of a habit where I like to smack myself in the face with my hammer, which is great. And obviously, like, like Harrison said, uh, compulsive cannibals. Um, we were collectively called the twi- twi- Treetop Twits. And, oh boy, so much fun. Um, so you can play those characters now. And the good thing is about this is if you're not a Savage Worlds player, right, and you don't own the book, you can get a quick start rules for the Swift D12 version of Saga of the Goblin Horde off of um, Richard's website right now. Play it for free with the two archetypes and with all the other archetypes as well. But you yeah. can play our archetypes for free and we'll include a link in the description I'm not sure how I'm going to do it yet but probably be a Google Drive link I would have thought so yeah yeah so I'll do that so the guys uh, all the guys that are listening to this right now and girls you can go and pick this up right now and be us you can play with us I mean play us you can play with us all you want yeah so that if that's not an incentive to get on the internet I don't know what it is yeah 
I don't know what I'm finally getting the internet. <laughs> get the internet, everyone. Get it's great. Internet. It's pretty it's, cool. It's one of the best inventions since sliced chair. Yep, since sliced chair. But no, seriously, everybody, go out and pick up Saga of the Goblin Hall. It might be one of my favourite games ever. I just love the boss and minion mechanic. It's yeah, so just you, fantastic. Yeah, you, uh, in Saga of the Goblin Hall, you have um, minions that you can use to do stuff, which is Anything fucking awesome. You like. And the so, best part of it is if you're going to take a wound... Rather than take a wound, you can sling one of your minions in and take a wound. Yeah, so at one point during the uh, the campaign, no, several points during the campaign, I was like, okay, well, I'm about to get hurt, yeah. so I would just fucking chuck one of my minions in the way because you're a gob- you play a goblin boss, landed chuck- on one when you've taken a long drop. Yep, ch- <laughs> chucked a guy in the way. I think you surfed one. Yes, yeah, I surfed on one in midair and then dropped him in the way of a spike. <laughs> yeah. I won't say what the spike was, but yeah, yeah basically that's what I did. It's fucking awesome. It's, it's one so of the best good. games. It's one of the most creative and uh, well made games. So dark, brilliant, yeah. And that is why it wins the best game of the year. Thanks, Rich. And thanks yeah. so much for coming over as well, mate. I really appreciate it. <laughs> okay, no worries. Uh, goodbye, guys. I'm uh, glad you liked the game. I really wanted you to uh, enjoy it. Okay, bye. Bye, bye. Get out. <laughs> um, so that is Richard Woolcock, everyone. And that is Saga of the Goblin Horde. What a game. Um, what a fucking so game. go check check out the Swift D12 version. Uh, that is fucking cool. And it's got a quick start rule on the website. So go and check it out now. Let it make you drool. It's so good it will send you back to school. Because you want to go there to learn more, fool. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, get your lunch. Pack it up tight. Get to school and get Kenneth Height. He's now dead because that guy killed him before. So... Anyway, without further ado, let's move on, guys, because we've got some fucking letters to read. Ah, yeah. In the future, you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet. This is the future. This is the Electro Letter. So this is Electro Letters, where we read your letters. That's actually the third time I tried that. I need some of them laser sounds. <laughs> so, um, the first letter comes in from Manuel Sams. He said, if you could be any kind of fantasy creature, what would you be? Ooh. What a nice question. Jelly cube. Bah. I just I was about to say lizard. That's just a real creature. It's just a creature. Yeah, I'm going lizard. Alright, what any type? No, they're called uh, what are they called? Um No, um, that's a shit that's a shit answer. Do you know what I would be a bloody fucking oh, I'd be a Minotaur. Because my wife said that the ones in Harry Potter are sexy. And I don't know what's wrong with her. But if she thinks that, then uh, she'll probably (laughs) still stay with me. Because if I picked a goblin, she'd probably leave me. (laughs) (laughs) Matty Stark asks, uh, what is the funniest misinterpretation of a rule your group has had? First question. Well, I suppose um, there was one in Vampire where we were getting the uh, rules for weapons the wrong way around. Oh, yeah. Because that meant that every weapon was as easy to use as the other weapon. Because <laughs> yeah. we, you were supposed to roll the um, your uh, against the difficulty of the weapon, then the damage, right? right? But we were yeah. doing it the wrong way around. Yeah. So it meant that all the weapons were as easy to use as the others. So that it would mean that, like... Everyone would pick up a gun and all everyone would be really good with really it. Really good with it, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty dumb. Yeah. So we dumb. fucked that up. But that was only for like an hour in a session once. I was like, oh yeah, I've forgotten how fucking combat works because we've been so long without doing it. Yeah, yeah. That's so that means like, it's every single person in the street just picks up like a samurai sword and is instantly cracking <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty dumb. Uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, his next question is, what is the best advice you were ever given for your game of choice? Uh, oh, actually, yeah, no. When I first bought my first ever game was called a Cthulhu. 
And your advice, best of advice that you gave me was, uh, you don't always have to fight everything in Call of Duty. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, because a lot of time you shouldn't be fighting it at all. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, because I think I think actually um, Roland lived through two campaigns of Call of Cthulhu, and yeah. for anyone that's played that, that does not happen very often. No, he was very lucky, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. So I think that um, that is probably that's probably actually a very decent bit of advice for anyone playing Cthulhu. Um, I would say I've repeated this too many times in a podcast so I would say for any game uh, it's probably to just say yes and that Mm -hmm. is my advice as a DM Mm -hmm. Um, you know that's probably the single best piece of advice that that anybody has ever given me for for RPGs with regards to other games in general I would say that a good advice is to um, read the fucking books yeah. Is, is what Spoonie always said yeah. and that's not like some advice somebody's given me but it's more that he gives to like his, his fans like in mm-hmm. his videos and stuff and he just said to read the fucking books and that to me is a great bit of advice to have as a player because there's often tons of shit in those books that people miss and just mm-hmm. don't do and that could really help you exactly I mm-hmm. mean one of the things that, that we did in our most recent Pathfinder game and one of the things that actually helped me to enjoy Pathfinder a lot more um, when we were getting fucking owned by shit um, was poisons? Yeah, and shit, yeah. you know, uh, we we figured, you know, we got a druid in the party. It makes perfect sense that we would get into poisons, yeah. and we would know about natural shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, the druid was lawful good. It was your guy, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, he was. No, he was neutral good. Though. Neutral good. Yeah. But the point is, is that my guy was uh, was um, actually he was true neutral, wasn't he? Yeah. But the point is, is that my true neutral guy, uh, he was. Uh, bit of an a-hole he was an arsehole <laughs> yeah. he, he was let's be honest <laughs> yeah. but he learnt from the druid and yep. learnt to use it for bad and yeah. so he learnt poisons yeah absolutely and yeah. so I, when I I read the books and so I knew about poisons but mm-hmm. a lot of people skip over it because they just read the character creation bit think right that's it now I know how to play the game let's go on play the fucking game <laughs> but read the fucking book because you wouldn't have known about poisons otherwise yeah, true, and true. I knew about poisons and we had a great time it helped us through those fucking dungeons man the GM might be like <laughs> they don't know anything I've just said something that they shouldn't <laughs> and he's like hey, I know about poisons this guy hits you and now you're poisoned one you big, those poisons man they are fucking deadly and they're yeah. all awesome so learn about this shit and then the dm might be forced to read up about it too and then you get these awesome gameplay situations where everyone's doing all this crazy shit and it makes for a deeper game mm-hmm. so yeah that is another great bit of advice that uh, that i was given by somebody i've never met <laughs> and, <laughs> and lastly uh matty says what game are you going to run at con on the cob we are not going to con on the cob because we can't afford it yeah it's but we are going to Shackon in um, August, and I was hoping to run Aliens vs. Rednecks or and as of yet, unfinished game. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I want to run Aliens vs. Rednecks, which is a game that I wrote. With Eric Lamaru. Which is available now on DriveThruRPG for the low, low price of pay what you want. It is a very fun game all about Aliens vs. Rednecks. Uh, thank you very much Yeah, for your shameless plug. Uh, it's not shameless. No. It's shameful. Yeah, no, it's not shameful. Shut up. It's a shameful plug. We can't plug it here. Where the fuck can we plug it? Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I've already put like copies in my local library and stuff like this, trying to get people to fucking read it. Sitting on the street like a dealer going, check this out. Check. Hey, you want to buy Aliens vs. Rednecks? Opens up his jacket and he's just got a load of printed out. What are you buying? Aliens vs. Rednecks? I'm in it. Awesome. I, I'm really proud of it and I think it's quite good. It's very good, yes. So, good. Um, Matthew Imaginary Truth Jones comes in with, have you ever run a truly evil game uh made was pretty evil made was yeah no that was because you were working for a for an evil boss in an evil lair 
to be fair, he and he was trying to convince people that he'd gone legit by but he hadn't. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, this this one was a pretty funny game actually. Basically this evil boss um, made, made is a game where you have to he's a gangster skeleton wasn't it? yeah he was a gangster skeleton and basically in made you have to be maids and you're working for a um, a boss and the idea is is that you um, have to do mundane tasks usually and those mundane tasks go very wrong that's a typical game of made you can do it in many many different ways but in, essentially in this particular one uh, this uh, gangster skeleton who owned an evil lair was trying to convert his lair into a mansion to convince two um, business people that he'd gone legit and so what these people would do uh, what the maids had to do was sort of paper over the cracks just Dress long enough up the dungeon yeah yeah just for long enough, just to convince these people for one dinner that this wasn't a dungeon. He makes the deal, job done. Yeah. Exactly. So, so like, there were cupboards full of monsters. So it would be like, okay, let's go and get a plate. You open the cupboard. Load of imps All, broke out. Yeah, load of imps <laughs> broke out. And they had to go and try and get the imps back in there, try and get them not to go into the dining room. Like, loads they tried sh- to cover the evil blue flame chandelier and set the fucking curtains on fire. You open, like, a chest and it turns out it's a loot box and, like, an evil sword comes out. Yeah. I don't know, like, shit like this. But it was good, yeah. Yeah, was so that, that was probably, like, that was sort of uh, uh, an evil game. I, I once played played in an evil game at work where we we were uh, both chaotic evil oh, and man. all we wanted to do was just fuck each other over the, the whole time and actually um, it didn't last long probably it lasted four days but we played for pretty much eight hours straight because we were playing at work yeah um, so like four eight hour days and then um, we, we uh, it was fun it was cathartic but it was kind of dumb because the story was just mental because every time we saw somebody we'd just kill and eat them because <laughs> we just eat them for sustenance and kill them and shit it was crazy but yeah it was good that's brilliant most evil thing you've ever allowed a player to do well you I allowed two players to fight to the death and um, I chucked in your game I chucked chucked a a child to the zombies as a distraction as a distraction yeah in a minor bit of the story yep Um, I once um, allowed a player to defile a corpse (laughs) in one of the most unsanctimonious ways I'm gonna leave that there. I weren't at that session. But no, it was yeah. it was absolutely hideo kojima. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and lastly, uh, Matt asks, how much war would a mano war war if a mano war could war? Enough. Enough, mate. Enough. <laughs> Enough, bruv. So thanks, Matthew. Imaginary Truth Jones. Keep you them coming in. Keep them coming in, man. You we we like you. We like you a lot. I want to get freaky with you. <laughs> That's a tune. Uh, next question is in from uh, James Pumpkin Clark. Uh, and he asks, is there a system you're dying to play? Only, Only mention, mention one. one. So Why? If there's one system you're dying to play, what is it? Who, me? Yeah. I know I'm dying to play. What's that? Mutant Megatron. Okay, Mutant Megatron. Why? What is it, Nick? Uh, it's the third book from Mutant Year Zero. And? And you get to play Robots. From the future. From the future in a dystopian post-apocalyptic world. That sounds fucking cool. Yeah, and you get to fight uh, yeah, animal people and fucking uh, mutant humans. thing is, I'm really looking forward to playing Bubblegum Crisis, which is a sort of uh, futuristic um, Blade Runner type setting with mechs in a Japanese area. Oh, man. But... Uh, and we're playing that next. So we're playing that next. So mm-hmm. so I'm not, like, dying, dying to play that because I know we're going to play it. Exactly. So that... Other one uh, I would say is probably going to be Hackmaster. Oh, how could I forget about that? Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Really looking forward to Hackmaster as well. So that's that. 
Thank you very much. Right, next one. Um, going by whatever you're currently exposed to, what character would you be in real life? E.g., I've watched a lot of 80s anime recently, so I'd be one of those new wave people with big hair, loud colours, face makeup, makeup, etc. So, yeah, going by what you're currently exposed uh, to, what I'm would you be in real life? At the moment. I've just been playing a lot of StarCraft 2. I've just played a lot of Overwatch. So I would be... Okay, yeah, that's fine. There we go, back to Overwatch again. <laughs> yeah, it's always fucking Overwatch. It's always fucking Blizzard like games, Diva's man. I'd mech. Well, so she could get in you. <laughs> oh, man, that's dirty. That's real dirty. <laughs> and I'd be a Zergling from StarCraft 2. Just a little... <laughs> Zergling. Yeah. Nice. And lastly, <laughs> this... Um... Wow, this is a good one. Has a fart got lumps in it? Um, only if you fart shit out. I don't know. Only if you fart shit out. <laughs> wow, this is a new this is a new <laughs> low for this show. I never thought I'd say that. Oh, I never thought dear. that we would reach new lows. I thought we've already got as low as we could possibly. Just when go. we thought we'd hit metal, we've dug. We've got through we've, that. We've, we've got, got to the lava. Yeah, we at the lava now. Uh, lovely. Thank you very much, James, as always. And oh my God, lastly, look at the last question. No, 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 no. He's back. He's back. I thought they got him back into prison. Maybe he broke back out. I need to go to the toilet. Oh, you can answer this one. Well, but because it's from Zach, he's running away. Tabletop twats. It's Zach Jenkins, everyone. He's an escaped convict and monster mastermind. Yeah. Um. What does he want, man? Oh man, I've got the fear. I've got the fear too. Hopefully he's not coming. No, it's all right. It's a, it's a, it's a question. It's not a death threat. Excellent. Do you go, uh, do you guys believe in the rule of cool? If so, how do you think it's overused, underused by DMs? So for those that don't know, the rule of cool basically is um, in an RPG, the rule of cool means giving your players the chance to perform ridiculous stunts or bending the rules a little bit in the sake of an awesome scene. Ooh. Personally, uh, yeah, I, I think that um, I will use it in certain games mm-hmm. or in certain campaigns. Because, mm-hmm. I, I, for example... So to the flavour of the game? Exactly. Yeah. In, in, in like my Shadowrun campaign, for instance, um, I made it very cartoony and cinematic yep. um, because that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. A lot of people say, that's not Shadowrun. Shove well, up your ass. Yeah, shove it up your ass, baby. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, if I did Shadowrun again, I might do it differently. Really? I have just ordered second edition, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, Still. yeah. So, uh, basically, yeah, I mean, sometimes I do it, sometimes I won't. Yeah. If I'm doing a game, I, I think sometimes like I, I'll, I'll use it either somewhat frequently mm-hmm. or completely infrequently yeah. I think sometimes for the sake of a scene it is necessary you know mm, absolutely because yeah. if you need to if you need to bend it a little bit like if somebody says I want to leap over this fucking fiery chasm oh, for you the go, sake of drama and excitement for the, for, you know to bend a little rule a little bit fuck that shit. exactly because it, like yeah. I mean sometimes when you go into a room and you just want to you know jump over like a little gap and mm-hmm. the DM just goes no nah. you just go and, and you you can just see that the player looks bored it's like oh Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think sometimes you just got to you just got to break it out when it dramatically makes sense. Yeah. And and ha- when when is that? I mean, Jesus Christ, that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Wow. Isn't it? Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. That's so it's so hard to answer. Um, but don't, yeah, don't I, 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 don't tell your players you're using it. Maybe? Yeah, of course, never ever, never yeah. ever. But I I, I um uh you know I could think of like a million examples of when I used it, but like um yeah, a good example uh would be like 
sometimes when I'll, I'll allow a character to make a couple of extra moves when they're leaping through the air. Yeah. Um, and I remember there was a time where uh, I think there was a guy, uh, you know, uh, there was a guy in Shadowrun. Mm-hmm. I forget his name now. But it was my brother's character. Oh, uh, the... Sledge. No, Sledge. That was, was it. Sledge, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was a he was a real uh, he he was a real um, bonehead. Drone rigger, wasn't he? Was... No, he was a, he was he was a street samurai. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know he a couple of times during combat he wanted to do he was always leaping through the air. That's what he was. He was always leaping through the air. But um, a couple he of times during combat, he, he I would say if the leaping is the move action, yeah, and then whatever you're doing in the air is what you're doing in the air. Yeah, and he'd say I want to backflip, and then when uh, while I'm in the while I'm backflipping, I want to get my sword out and I want to shoot my gun, and then when I land, I want to do this. And it was like, things like this. And I'd allow maybe like one extra action just for the sake of, I knew this was going to be the attack that would kill the thing. Dramatic so effect. I would I wanted it to him to, to do look it. amazing and, and so yeah. either he would fail it and it would add a bit of a level of comedy to the game, or it'd be or, amazing. or he would he, it would be the final attack and mm-hmm. it would be amazing. Yeah, because he would he, he was making a big deal out of fuck all, or it was it was like the final attack and it yeah. would be like the sickest final attack ever. Exactly. Everyone so, will remember it. So I, in that in that way, I've bended a little rule that because I've gone yeah, this will be sick. Or we could just go for another round of combat, rolling another initiative, mm-hmm. and everyone goes, and then we, and then on the first turn, you go, yeah, you shoot it, you kill it, He's all right, dead, good, well done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. Use that rule of call. Yeah, definitely, definitely. definitely. That's what the DM's job is, man. Yeah. You've got to do that sometimes. You're ben the cool facilitator. facilitator. That's, that's why. That's why in Savage Worlds, I fucking hate GM Bennies, and I think they're dumb because the fact of the matter is, is that. Um, the GM's job is to sometimes bend the rules a little bit. Uh-huh. And when a GM goes, I'm using a GM Benny, it's just basically saying like, hey, I've got my cheat tokens. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so you're using your... Well, cunt- we had a different word for them. You like a we, different word for we called them, I was We called them cunt tokens. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I remember when it was more polite for the DM just to sort of cunt you in secret. You know, like, you it's like drop. Oh, by the way, I'm cunting you guys really hard because I've got three left. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, rule of um, cool, mate. Yeah, definitely do it when it's needed. Thank you very much, Zach. Um, I'm happy you're back on the streets. Uh, please don't kill us. Please don't kill us. We love you very much. Very much so. Uh, and no, we're joking. Keep them coming in, of course. And that is all the letters here. Check morning. Big time. Uh, yeah, that, and that is all the electro letters we have this week, mate. Thank you very much, everyone, for sending them in. You're the best, You're guys. The best ones, and we love you lots. We do. Well, it's starting to sound inauthentic because we said it so fucking often. So yeah. let's call them. Let's call them a bad name. All right. You, you f- flew flipping. Oh, Dullards. God. No. <laughs> No, no, they might stop listening. Yes, thanks for sending them in. I'm joking, of course. Yes, you are the best. You you make this podcast happen. Without you, well, it would just be me and you chatting shit. Chatting in a room and then yeah. flinging it out onto the internet. And everyone going, no, I don't think so. Yeah. And he is the champion of the dungeon. Okay, so you've listened to the show and you want to get in contact with us, no doubt. And you would do that by emailing us at tabletoptwats at gmail.com also jump over to twitter and send us a message which is at tabletoptwats or at facebook.com forward slash tabletopt or lastly but definitely not, not or lastly but definitely not leastly 
the G Plus community. That's where we hang out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so fucking cool. Um, come over and see us at the Nerds International or our own Tabletop Twats G Plus community. Exactly. We'll just follow us as actual people on G Plus. We don't mind. Or just follow us about the street. <laughs> yeah, if you want. If you want to. I don't mind. <laughs> we don't care. Um, so, uh, well. We um, obviously every show we like to give you a thought of the week, you know, some sort of mind food, something to ponder on to get you through. Exactly to keep you going until the next episode comes out, because we know how boring life can be, and this week will be no different. Um, and the thought of the week this week is, what's another word for thesaurus? <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough oh. one. And don't say lexicon, you smart ass. Um, right, so. With that, that leaves one more thing to be said, and that thing, of course, the one thing that binds us all, that lets us know that, in fact, we're just one big flam flamly living on a big flan. It's the connective uh, tissue that keeps us as a unit. That makes it the flan, you know, the big flan the of the flan earth. The flan with the flan all over it, that's us. That's us, right. But the, the only reason that's us is because of one word. And what is that word? Chicken McBloody Bosch. Yeah. I've got to say, that was, that absolutely rocked my socks off. If I was wearing socks, What a bloody show. That oh. was amazing. Onion Knight, that was so good, that wasn't was it? That was amazing. I, I can't, I can't, a 10 out of 10. Well done, well done the necromancers. Yes. What about you, Harrison? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was awesome. That was really cool. I absolutely loved that. Uh, to, I'll give it, you know, I, I'll crank it up. I'll give it 11. Well. Yes. I'll give it 11. Yes, the necromancers are definitely decent doo-doo. But no, there's no time to relax. Oh, why? Nigel, because we've oh. got to get backstage and meet the necromancers <gasps> so they can help Harrison with his quandary of getting back to his world. Oh, we get to meet them too? I'm so excited! Shut up, don't get okay, excited. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's right. Don't get excited. Look, let me put this scrabble down. We've got to get backstage. Right, that's the door over there, right? Yep. So, right, you two shut up because you're a bunch of, let's be, let's call it what it is, fucktards. Oh, okay, yes. Uh, so, I'm going to go up and I'm going to smooth talk the guard, okay? Just let, let's, let me, let's, let me handle this. You're just going to waltz up there, speak to the big guy, and then you're just going to swagger up, you know, have a chat, and then yeah, he's yeah, just going to let's see. Look, 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 look at the way I walk. It's really cool. Look, oh, look, check this walk. God. Do you want a spoon with that bowl? What do you mean? What does that mean? Don't worry. Okay. Anyway, look, I look pretty rad, right? Y yeah, mm. rad's a word, mm. sure. Mm. Mm. Yep, yep. You working it? Um, Nigel, why is he walking like that? He looks like a... like a weirdo. I know. He looks disabled. Just let him do his thing and we'll see. Yo, yo, what up, Holmes? Um, yeah, i got to get into the back of that, um, that there club. I'm the manager for the Dead Dead Necromancers. And i got to go to see them right away. Nah, mate. 
Um, <laughs> I don't think you understand who you're talking to. My name's Flex Spazzington. I'm the manager for the Necro. I'm going to stop you there. I don't quite think you realise who you're talking to. Yeah, I know who I'm talking to, sir. You're the bouncer, and I'm Flex Spazzington. I'm more than a bouncer, my friends. I am high security of the Necro Mancers, mate. You work specifically for the necromancers. Do I really have to tense this bicep in front of you? To prove whoa, my point? whoa, 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 whoa! Okay, okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna speak to my friend over here. Just uh, give me one second. Good idea. Idiot. Well, that went well, didn't it? I see he got his gun out. Looks <laughs> Spazington. Oh God. Okay, look. Right, Nigel, do a magic on him. Do excuse me. Do, do a magic yeah, on him. Yeah, do a magic on Years him. Years of training, and you tell me to do a magic on him. Yeah, do do one on him. Do you know how insulting that is? <laughs> what do you mean, do a magic? Do one on him. Why did you tell Onion Knight to just throw an onion at him? I I would never disgrace my weapon like that. Of course you wouldn't. I'm just it's just a figure of speech. Yeah, okay, look, a point to this guy. Look, just do it. <sighs> uh, what? Any ideas? I don't know. Like you know, summon a picnic. Like you did earlier on the bonnet. Well, can do that, yes. Okay, we'll do it. Actually, I have heard that security are quite partial to picnics. No, I mean someone went directly underneath him and it might knock him over. Oh, right, okay. Well, I need to get a little bit closer. I'm a little bit out of range. One okay, I'll, I'll go to the left and I'll cause a distraction. And then as I'm doing so, you start the spell. I think you just walking in that funny way causes a good enough distraction. Okay, I'll do it again. <coughs> right, okay, <coughs> I'm going to sneak over here. <coughs> and <coughs> some... <coughs> <coughs> Right, it appears to have worked. Go. <laughs> um, right, okay, uh, which one is it? I can't uh, believe that actually worked! Okay, uh, no, this door's the fuckheads. This one's the spaz knuckles. Uh, the gym bobs, the... No, the black door at the bottom, look. Oh, it's there the we go. Bone yeah, handle. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, should we knock? Uh, um, do you reckon we should... Alright, um... Oh my god, I've got really shy. Oh, shut up, you idiot. Right, do you reckon we should knock? It's probably polite. I, I would say so. Hello! You idiot! Oh, what um, do you, um, what? more adoring fans, I guess? Absolutely! Oh, goodness. You guys are incredible! Uh, yeah, I mean, really good show tonight. Uh, Stella, uh, we, we're not actually here to, 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 we're really sorry to disturb you. We were going to knock on the door, but Nigel here just burst in. Sorry. Um, it's, it's an honour to meet you, really, it is. Um, uh, I'm flabbergasted. Right, right, shut up. Can shut I up. Both of small... No, no, uh, Nigel, shut up. I just want an autograph. No, but in a minute, in a minute. Okay, okay sorry. Look. Sorry. Necromancers, uh, oh ye, necro... Look, shut up. Talk normally, all of you. Okay? okay. I, I am talking normally. All we ever get are blubbering fans and gibbering fools. I require but one thing. Uh, okay. Talk to us like actual people. Uh, fine. Uh, okay. Right, okay. So, sorry. What up, what, what's, what's your name? My name is Corpse Mangala. That's a lovely name. Cool Mr. name, Corpse? yeah. Um, can, may I call you Corpse? Yes. And this here is our guitarist Rachel, a drummer, necro destroyer. And our bassist, Zombie Boy. Lovely to meet you all. Hey, Rachel. Okay. Listen. What do you want? Well, as you may have noticed by my strange finery, um, I'm not from this world, and I was advised by my friend Nigel here that you're basically, well, well you're necromancers. 
Yes, we are the Necromancers, the band, yes. And that you basically might be able to help me get back to my world. Well, we don't do magic of any kind. No magic. Shut up, Rachel. Um, Not at all. You couldn't help this this lost this lost friend of ours out. Well, there is but one thing I know of. Yes. There is a bloke. Well, a god. A god. A rock god that sits astride the mountain next to this very pub. What do you mean, up there? Yes, up there. Shut up, Rachel. Yes, up there. So, will he help us? Well, you need to beat him in a guitar competition. You what? You need to beat him in a guitar competition. Uh, okay. Anyone play guitar? She does. I play guitar. I need the one. I need to be teleported. So she can't play guitar for me, right? I have to play guitar, and I can't play guitar. So we can't would, do much, let's be honest. Shut the fuck up, sorry, Nigel. Sorry, sorry. So if, if, for example, could 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 we pay you to for Rachel to teach me to play guitar so I can beat the rock god that sits astride the mountain? Ooh, that's a good idea. Why don't you ask her yourself? Will you teach me to play guitar? <laughs> this is going to be a... This is going to be fun, isn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'd love to play drums.